A very blessed Good Friday to one and all. I hope by now we have connected with our brothers and sisters in the hall. Let's just welcome one another, shall we? Can I invite all of you to wave? Yes, I hope by my grace they are seeing us waving at them. And I trust that they are waving back at us. We are gathered together here as one family, one church family, to truly remember what our Lord Jesus has done for us. And this morning we are very privileged to have our twins, Clara, Gracia, Caitlin, and Jaden read scripture for us. And the scripture text is taken from John chapter 19, verse 16b to 30. So they took Jesus, and carrying the cross by himself, he went out to the place of the skull, which in Hebrew is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on either side with Jesus between them. Pilate also had an inscription written and put on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, in Latin, and in Greek. Then the chief priest of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write, the king of the Jews, but this man said, I am king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts, one for each soldier. They also took his tunic. Now the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from the top. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it to see who will get it. This was to fulfill what the scripture says. They divided my clothes among themselves, and for my clothing they cast lots. And that is what the soldiers did. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clompus, and Mary Madeline. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to, his, to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own home. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said, In order to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Come, let's encourage our twins. Thank you. Finished. Imagine you come out of an interview or a project presentation or the exam hall and you say, finished. What can that mean? It can mean, I have finished. It means you completed the interview, it was long, but it's all done. You worked through the project presentation or you survived the test or the exam. Or you can mean, I am finished. <laughs> that means that the interview was bad. The project presentation exam had gone horribly wrong. You are done with. 
You're in serious trouble. In Singaporean language, we say die la. My friends, it's like when you queue for four hours at the causeway, get to the checkpoint, then realize you left the passports at home. You look at your spouse's face, finished. Finished. On the cross, Jesus cried, it is finished. This word finished is a translation of the Greek word tetelestai, which means to bring to completion, to accomplish, to fulfill, and to finish. So when Jesus cried, it is finished, he was saying, Father, I've done exactly what you have asked me to do. I've completed it. And today's sermon is based on three questions. What was finished? What was the it that was finished? Why? Why was it finished? And so what if it was finished? First question. What was finished? My friends, it's the mission of Jesus. The mission to bring us salvation, to save you and I. Now we know that Jesus saved us. He died to save us. But how did the death actually accomplish salvation? Here's where I want to introduce you to a, a term called substitutionary atonement. Now when you understand this, you will appreciate the depth of what Christ has done for us to the mission of going to the cross. The word substitutionary atonement is made out of two key concepts. Substitution and atonement. But the starting point is to understand that our sin has a consequence. Sin is not just bad things you do. Sin is a condition you have. The condition of rebelling against God. And because God is just, then He will deal with us when we sin. In fact, He has to. Because it's part of His divine character as a perfectly just God. Now, in fact, my friends, you and I need God's justice. You see, we need to trust in a God that is just to deal with all the injustice and the bad that we see in the world. We, we long for God's justice. But God's justice means that we will face the consequence of our sin. For all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. No one is spared of that. And so the consequence of our sin is physical and spiritual death. And we would have faced inevitable death because of sin. But praise be to God. Our just God is also a good God. And His goodness led Him to send His Son to die on behalf of us. This is the essence of substitution. Because Jesus laid down His life for you and I. Christ died for us, the righteous for the unrighteous. That's who we are. That's the whole idea of Jesus substituting Himself for us. And here's the point, my friends. Jesus, who did not have a sinful nature, He never committed any sin, He bore the penalty and price of our sin. And you got to grasp this on a Good Friday. You must come back to this fundamental truth. And the song Mighty Cross by Don Moen captures this well in one of its stanzas. Oh, mighty cross, what throne of grace, he knew no sin, yet took my place. His sacrifice on Calvary has made the mighty cross a tree of life to me. 
So why is going to a cross, to the cross, a sacrifice? It's the idea of atonement. First John 4.10 tells us that God sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Now the original Greek word for propitiation can be translated as atonement. To atone actually means to make up, right? It is to appease the offended person by paying the price demanded for the offence. And so you and I actually atone in many ways. We atone for time we do not spend our family by spending time with them. We atone by buying things for the people that we may have offended. We atone by making up, by doing things. But my friends, do you know that Jesus atoned with his life? And so how was atonement accomplished? Martin Luther. Martin Luther says that at the cross, Jesus became the most ugly and hideous thing in the history of all creation. Why? Because every evil desire, every perversion, every lustful act, every selfishness, every lie, every unforgiveness, every adulterous act, every idolatry, every shame and brokenness, every guilt, every sin and consequence of sin was laid on Jesus. Jesus bore them all as though he had committed the sin. That's why That's why Jesus cried on the cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because all of sin's consequence was on Him. And at the cross, God the Father had to turn away and to forsake His Son because His Son was so filled with sin. Our sin, not His. Jesus died the death that He didn't deserve. We do. My friends, Jesus finished, so you and I are not. Jesus finished, so you and I can say, I am not finished. He finished so that we will never be finished by our sin. And today, if we put our faith in this amazing Lord and what He has done, you and I are not finished. Amen? We can put our trust in what He has done. And so the next question, why? Why was it finished? One word. Love. Amazing love. Amazing love. How can it be that you, my God, should die for me? So you may say, what's so amazing about this love? To me, what's so amazing is that Jesus loved to the end. Jesus loved to the end. To the end till it is finished. What is so amazing about this love is that when Adam sinned, God already put in place a plan to redeem His creation because of love. This plan of love isn't that Jesus would die for us far away in heaven, but this plan of love would send His Son to be born, to be like one of us, to show us how to live. And hear this, my friends, to die the worst kind of death in order to identify with the worst kind of sin. You may ask, why do you have to go to the cross, which was the worst kind of death reserved for the worst kind of sinner in Roman times? Well, this is the the answer. So that he may identify the worst kind of sin and bear them all on the cross and set us free today by what he has done. Do you know, my friends, hundreds of years before the death of Jesus took place, the details of this plan of love, this mission of love, 
was already formulated. The script was already written. The plan was already foretold. Jesus, as we know, was mocked at. He was whipped. He was beaten. And Isaiah 56 declares, I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mockery and spitting. At least 700 years before Jesus went through this, Isaiah had already prophesied that the Savior would do this. The plan was unfolding, my friends. Jesus had nine-inch nails packed into his hands and feet. And this fulfilled Psalm twenty-two sixteen. that declares that his hands and feet were pierced. My friends, these are nine-inch nails. If you have been through the journey to the cross, you may have touched the nails in your hands. And imagine with me, a mallet was taken like that, goes in, into the hands, and into the feet. These were the nine-inch nails that were pierced right through his hands and feet. You cannot even imagine the pain that he had to suffer. My friends, Jesus was ravaged by thirst. His clothes were gambled for. And here's the truth, my friends. Scripture was fulfilled. Psalm 69 verse 21 Psalm 22, verse 18. Jesus was crucified between two criminals. This was the humiliation that he went through. He was regarded as the worst of criminals. And Isaiah 53, 12 prophesied that Jesus would be numbered with the transgressors. So here's the point, my friends. God's plan of love wasn't a whim and fancy. God's plan of love was being revealed through time and scripture. Such is the thoughtful love of our God. Such is the persevering love of our Saviour. Today, whether you like it or not, you and I long to experience such persevering love. Long before the days before Korean drama became popular, there was Japanese drama, you remember? And those of us of a certain vintage will remember this drama, 101 Marriage Proposal. Right? Chaki and Asuka, the very well-known Japanese duo, sang a song called Say Yes. And that song was not only good, it made this drama series really popular. This is about a not-so-good-looking man who has gone through 99 omiyai. Omiyai are arranged dates with the intention of marriage if the date goes well. It's like an arranged date. Now, he failed in 99 of them. On his 100 omiyai, he meets this beautiful cellist, but this chalice cannot forget her date fiancé. But this man did not stop pursuing her. He has a heart of gold. He was utterly sincere and faithful in his love toward her. Even though she lets him down again and again, he never gives up on her. Eventually, as with all good dramas, he wins her with his sincere and persevering love. You know, we all wonder at times if we will be loved like that. Haven't you ever wondered when someone may eventually give up on you? When someone would stop loving you if we crossed the threshold? Have you, have you imagined? If I betray the trust of my spouse, that's the threshold. Our marriage ends. If I don't get this grade, I don't get into this career, my parents give up on me. If I don't prove my worth in this job, I'm cast off as a failure. If I don't give my kids what I want, I'll be rejected as a parent. Aren't these real fears that we wrestle with every day? We wonder if someone's love for us will end. When is the threshold that we will cross where we will not be forgiven? 
where we will not be received, my friends, Good Friday is proof that when earthly love fails, divine love perseveres. Amen. Good Friday is proof that God does not give up on us. Jesus loved us to the end. To the end, my friends. Right from the start of the plan to the end. Till it is finished. Jesus could have taken himself off the cross, but he did not. He stayed and he finished. Finished the mission because love helped him on the cross till it's done. Final question. So what if it's finished? What does it mean for you and I? Today I want to leave you with two discipleship applications and they're important. Let me or yes. The first, rest. You got to rest in the finished work of Christ. There is nothing more to be done. There's nothing more we can do concerning our salvation. For it is by grace that Christ hung on the cross for you and me. And here's the point, my friends. We cannot have gone too far because Jesus has gone this far. We cannot have gone too far, never too far, because Jesus has come this far for you and I. And you can rest. You don't have to strive, but be surrendered to the grace of the cross, the power of the cross to save you from your sin, to save you in your situation. Because there is nothing more we can do to save ourselves. My friends, you can simply come this Good Friday, even as broken people, as people recognizing that we need God's love and grace, as people rested in the finished work of Jesus Christ. You know, in fact, in the ancient times, the word tetelestai was used in the business world. It was used in the business world to mean the full payment of a debt. And so when a debt is fully paid, there will be a piece of paper that will write tetelestai, stuck on it. It means paid in full. Paid in full. That's what it means. And that's why we need to rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ because our debt of sin is paid in full by the precious blood that Jesus spilled. I don't know what that means for you today. Because some of you this day, this morning, you're still trying to pay off your debt of sin. Now don't get me wrong, my friends. There are consequences to what we have done. But spiritually, the debt has been paid for. You can be forgiven. You can be released. You can be restored. You know, Isaiah 53, verse 4 to 5, it tells us that Jesus has borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and by His stripes we are healed. Now, what does that mean, my friends? This means that today, if you are consumed with grief, the baby is agreeing with me. If today you are consumed with grief and the sorrow is overbearing, remember the finished work of Jesus. Christ has finished that work on the cross to bear your grief, to carry your sorrows. You don't have to carry it on your own. Would you allow him to? Today, if you are wrestling with a persistent habitual sin, know that the finished work of Jesus has set you free. and You can receive God's forgiveness and the grace to stop sinning and be reconciled with God. Today, if you're feeling the weight of anxiety and you're tormented by the lack of peace, remember the finished work of Jesus on the cross. He was chastised, which means punished, to bring you a peace that the world cannot give. 
peace that nothing can separate you from His love. And today, if you're struggling with a sense of self-worth, am I good enough? Have I done enough? And He plagues you with guilt and fear, then know that Jesus Christ has finished the work on the cross to assure you that you are enough. You are so loved because He hanged on the cross for you. Today, if you are in need of healing, you long to be spiritually and emotionally restored. Christ has finished the work on the cross to bring you healing. For by His stripes, you are spiritually healed. This Good Friday, would you come and rest in the finished work of our Lord Jesus Christ? Remember there were two criminals who hung on the crosses next to Jesus? Remember that? Now, to be crucified as a criminal in the Roman times meant that you were the worst of your kind. You were despicable. You were unworthy of forgiveness, unworthy of redemption. One of them said to Jesus, Remember me. Remember me, O Lord. Now, this criminal knew he had nothing to offer in terms of his own righteousness. He was going to die. He could only count on Jesus remembering him when Jesus enters his kingdom. And Jesus said, you are with me. You are forgiven. You are embraced. And you are restored. This is the finished work of Jesus Christ. Will you rest? Will you rest in his love for you? The second discipleship application if Christ has finished his work, then you, you finish your work from Christ. You finish your work from Christ. Jesus finished so you and I can finish. The message of the cross isn't just about being saved so we can wait for our time to go to heaven. Some of us think that that's the reason why we are Christian. We are waiting. Jesus, you save us so that we can go to heaven one day. My friends, if you have that notion, then may I suggest to you that you may be mistaken about salvation. The message is that we are not being saved so we can go to heaven. We are saved so we can bring heaven to earth. We are saved so we can bring heaven to earth. I like what N.T. Wright says in his book, Preaching the Cross in Dark Times. He says, Jesus' substitutionary death it's not just to rescue sinners from something. It is to rescue them for something. God rescues and renews humans through the death of Jesus in their place so they may be his partners in the rescue and renewal of the world. We are to finish our work because we have work to do. We are to finish our work as salt and light, as witnesses, as disciple makers so that the world may be rescued and renewed as we partner God for His mission. Amen? Because there are tasks waiting to be done. For some of us, you need to finish your work of returning to God. This Good Friday, God is calling you to come home, to repent and come back to Him. And for some of us, we know that we have tasks of justice and hope to bring to the world. There's work to be done in our families. There are disciples to be made of our children. We know the work that has to be done. And Jesus has finished on the cross so that you and I can finish well. Today, my friends, what are your assignments? What is the purpose that God has given you? Maybe today your assignment is simply to comfort a friend who is grieving. Maybe your assignment is to lend a listening ear to someone who is in need. 
Maybe your assignment is to share the gospel by blessing someone with a link to today's service. That's all it takes. Send the link. Maybe your assignment is to show kindness to a friend and a colleague. Maybe your purpose in this season is to take care of a family member who is ill. Maybe your purpose is to disciple your children as they go through major exams. Maybe your purpose is to serve the church because the God has given you a burden. And maybe your purpose is to improve the culture of your workplace through your leadership and your generous compassion. My friends, what is your assignment? What is your purpose? Look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He finished. So you and I can finish. Let me close with a testimony. On 12 April 2022, Madam Han Hong Lee's life fell apart. As a migrant worker, she came to Singapore. She was just doing her task when her estranged husband came and repeatedly slashed her with a chopper. This is known as the Beach Road Slashing Incident. You may recall that. And you may have even seen videos of this attack which took place in broad daylight. Madam Hans miraculously survived after six surgeries. Our communications team had the privilege of conducting an interview with her in December last year. And you can read this wonderful article on our Wesley Tidings website. Now, my friends, the consequence of the attack was severe. The vicious attack left her half blind. She had lost some of the use of her fingers. She has been emotionally scarred and broken. In fact, she was suicidal. But these were her own words. Her own words she said, for a long time, I did not look at myself in the mirror. I was in deep anger, despair, and grief. I felt bitter, inferior, and hopeless. I am shocked he did this to me. But Madam Han's life isn't finished. Madam Han's life isn't finished because of this. Because God has the last say. Through the help and care she received through Salvation Army, she turned her heart to Jesus and received the love that brought the healing she needed. And this is her testimony. She says, The attack shattered my life. It made me see life at its most cruel. It also made me find and take shelter in God again amidst my darkest storm. I gave up, but God did not give up on me. He's slowly healing me and piecing my life back together again. I can talk about the pain and anguish that I'm experiencing and enduring now because I have a Heavenly Father who loves me and never abandons me. The love of God our Father has been poured out into Madam Han's life because of what Jesus has done for her. But you know, my friends, Madam Han still has work to do. She still has work to do. She testifies that she finds happiness and meaning in life by helping others despite her own pain and struggle. This has now become her purpose. Yes, she may be wounded, but today she's a wounded healer. She brings healing to others. In fact, Madam Han speaks of her daily assignment. When she gradually regained the use of her fingers, she started to clean the floor of the shelter every morning. She will make dumplings for the other migrant workers. And she's happy to be able to do something to help others. This is her purpose. This is her daily assignment. What a powerful testimony of the courage of a woman to press on in life despite the brokenness 
of the past. And so, my friends, we can finish because Jesus did. Because of his finished work, we are not finished. Instead, let us finish what he has called us to do. Here's the truth. To finish well, you have to rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ. On our own strength, we will fail. We need to be rested in what Christ has done because it is yet not I, but Christ in me that we will end and run our race well. I don't know which part of the race or what lap you're running today, but I do know that God's love is with you all the way. This Good Friday, what do you need to bring to the foot of the cross? And would you hear Jesus say, it is finished. It is paid in full. You can rest in what I've done. You can finish what I've called you to do. Will you pray? Let's pray. You know, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, in your mind's eye, would you pause to gaze at the cross? Where would you be? Where would you be if Jesus had not died for you? Where would you be? And will you hear Jesus say, It is finished. It is finished. And would you open your heart to receive what Jesus has done for you? And will you rest in what he has accomplished for you? You are forgiven. You are embraced. You are strengthened. You are restored. And today, would you lay that burden? Imagine the burden you are carrying today. You lay at the foot of the cross. It may be a burden for your children, a burden for your parents, a burden for your marriage, a burden for your broken situation. Lay it at the foot of the cross. Surrender and receive his love. O oh Lord, fill us with childlike wonder every Good Friday. Fill us with gratitude for your amazing love. Because you were forsaken, we are forgiven. Because you took our judgment, we are now robed in righteousness. Because you loved us so much, help us now to love others. And because you finished your work, give us your strength to finish our work. And may this be our obedience. May this be our worship this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.